Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Well, good morning, Oasis Church Chicago. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for allowing me to come and be with you wherever you are at today. I hope and pray, Rachel and I hope and pray that you had an incredible New Year's and even a great Christmas. And uh, we are excited that we are in a brand new year, 2021. Uh, I, I just believe God is going to do some incredible things in your lives and in your marriages and your families and your kids and your homes. I'm just excited uh, for this new year. And as you've heard, uh, even from Pastor Eric this morning and last week, if you were with us, you heard the announcement that we as a church family, as, as Oasis Church Chicago, we are in our vision month. January for us right now is vision month. And if you've been a part of Oasis over the last couple years, you know that in January, we take a day normally at the end of the month, um, a Sunday, um, and we gather together and we celebrate what God has done over the last year and we look forward to what God is gonna do in the year ahead through a word, through through the vision that God places on the hearts of, of, of us as, as pastors and leaders. And so um, this year looks a little different and we are excited. I'm grateful, I'm excited for God, how God has shaped and molded this, uh, this upcoming year for us and what God is doing and, and where he's taking us as a church body. We believe over this next month, each and every Sunday, and sometimes even in the prayer meetings, you're gonna hear vision. You're gonna hear what God has been doing over the last um, year, and you're gonna be receiving where God is taking us as a house. So. I want to encourage you, first and foremost, church, get ready. Buckle in, strap in, get ready to go. This is going to be exciting things. It's going to be a lot, but I believe uh, God is going to speak to us each and every time we gather. And I, I want to encourage you, second, to show up, continue to be a part. Um, as you heard, we're coming back January 10th uh, for in-person services. We will continue live stream. But if you're watching it and going to continue to watch it via the live stream, show up, join in, show up together. Let's be a part. Let's, let's receive this vision together as God has placed it not only in my heart and in Rachel's heart, but in our pastoral team and our leadership team and, and even some of our, our, our team leads and key leaders. I, I just believe God is moving and God is speaking. And so today, I want to launch us into this as, a, as an introduction um, into where God's taking us. And so I'm going to say this at the forefront. Uh, this is a little longer of a message. So, so, so I want to encourage you, lean in, stay with us. Uh, don't, don't shut it off. Stay all the way till the end, because even at the end, there's some important things. And I think God, I believe God ordained things for us to hear together. And so I want to take some time to share the overall vision of what God is going to do for us in and through us, I should say, here in 2021. And I want to read a passage of Scripture to launch us into this time together that Pastor, Pastor Eric shared during offering that has actually resonated in our house over the last year. It's been the, it was the, the passage of Scripture we covered in 2020 as we started the year. And God has placed it back in front of us. Um, in essence, I, I love God's Word because it speaks to you. Um, it can speak to you in any way. Let me say it this way. Uh, anytime you read something in the Bible, it can read um, itself differently, meaning I read Acts chapter 2 in 2020 and it, and it spoke to me. I've read it again as I've been gearing up, as we've been gearing up to move into 2021. And it has given me such a fresh insight, a fresh um, understanding of what's happening. So the Word of God speaks and it speaks to every season 
of our lives. And so go ahead and open up your, uh, your Bibles. Um, you're probably watching this maybe on your phone, but open up your phone. It's going to be up on the screen, Acts chapter 2. I'm going to be reading out of verses 42 through 47. I put a message title to this installment, this introduction installment of, of this sermon uh, series, this month of vision, calling it Replant. Replant. So what's happening here in Acts chapter 2, Jesus has ascended back into heaven. He was here on earth. He, he was taken to the cross. He was crucified. He was in the grave for three days. He raised to life, and now he ascended back into heaven to sit next to his Father, and I'm thankful for that message. And so he told the disciples, he told the followers of him to go and wait for him in the upper room. And so the disciples wait for him in the upper room, and they're praying and they're worshiping. Man, what a moment, what an encounter. And, and, and the kingdom of heaven fell on them, and, and the Holy Spirit, it says, came and fell upon them like fire from heaven, filled them, empowered them, strengthened them to go. And it was a launching moment for them to go and be the church that, that Jesus had taught about, that he, that he shared with them about, and now they're actually now doing what Jesus has called them to to do there uh, here in Acts chapter 2. So we get, we get an insight into how the New Testament church is working and how the New Testament church, us, is called to operate, what we are called to be like. And so I believe this is the vision from heaven for us even today. And so it begins in verse 42. I'm going to read it here. And it says, And they devoted, talking about the followers of Jesus, themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is true that, Father, we thank you that it is our lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you that it's our guide, our, 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 our thing that we can run to and, and receive direction. We can receive vision from it. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I pray across our church body, wherever people are at today, I pray that the vision that you have placed in my heart and my spirit and in our team and our, uh, in our house, God, I pray that it would, it would come across clear, that hearts would be open to receive, that we would know, God, not the vision of me or this house, but the vision from you, that we would be led by you and guided by you. And I believe, God, that what you're going to do in this year, Father, you're doing something new and it's exciting and we're grateful and humble that you continue to build your church and build your people. So continue, Holy Spirit, to speak, to move, and have your way in and among us. I pray a blessing over every single home and marriage and family in this new season, God, in this new year. We pray, God, that you would just fill them with all that they need. Encourage us and strengthen us by your mighty hand. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so I want to just, as you've heard that message, I want to just recap then over what's happened in 2020. We do this every year in our Vision Sunday, but I think it's important for us to look back and to see how God has moved and how God has worked. And that, that passage of scripture was ingrained in, in a lot of what we did. But, but man, 2020, what a year. You heard last week's message. We talked about how God is building a new foundation. But I believe God did some really good things, even in the midst of all the chaos and, and, and craziness that we saw. God still moved. And first and foremost, I want to just give a big thank you to you, 
Each and every one of you, whether you served in the house or called Oasis home, no matter who you are, I want to just say thank you. Your endurance, your, your, your joy, your flexibility, man, coming back and going back to online, staying online for a season, all those things, man. We were just so kind and gracious, jumping into the, the, the Love's Pilsen serving times and all these different things. I want to just say thank you. We have an incredible body of people. Rachel and I are so grateful for each and every one of you. But it's been a year, and our year started off with us sharing this word family, this, this idea of, of us understanding and coming to grips with what the, the family of God looks like. And there were things that, that happened in the midst of the year that, that helped us see that. But some really cool highlights that, that I want to just remind us of what did happen in 2020. Some of this seems forever ago. Some of this I forgot. I had to be reminded by my wife or by some of our team members. But man, do you remember that in the beginning of the year, we were looking for a new building. <laughs> we were looking for a new space to meet. And over the course of a couple months of looking high and low every which way in the city, the Lord brought us here to Chicago Hope Academy. But that happened in the beginning of the year. And we were so grateful to God for a while allowing us a space to not only meet for a couple months, uh, but to continue to live stream and bring services to our people. What a blessing it is to be at Chicago Hope. We love them and we're grateful for them. I'm grateful for our team that continued to film and like those that are doing this right now, our, our messages and brought, brought time to, to, to your homes together to worship, to receive the word, to take communion together. Just thankful for our team and all that they did. We saw salvations and baptisms happen uh, each and every week, week in and week out. We, when we got back from the quarantine to live person, in-person services, we saw people get baptized. It was a powerful moment. Um, I'm so grateful for that. I'm super grateful as a family, we've encountered the presence of God together. Uh, our prayer meetings have been powerful. Our Sunday gatherings have been powerful. I know that there's testimonies of people that watched um, Oasis for the first time via the live stream, and they were just deeply impacted, and, and the Holy Spirit met them, and they gave their lives to Jesus. What a joy it is to be able to bring the gospel not only to the city here in Chicago, but across all different areas and parts of the country. Um, uh, we had more people showing up into our O groups, which was exciting. More O groups launching, people gathering on Zoom during this time, making sure they weren't alone. One really cool story that, that really culminates this idea of family over the years. We had two men from the church um, see a, a single mother with a son and just, just have a heart that was burdened for this, this little, little guy. And, uh, uh, they would take this little guy out on, 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 on trips. I, I want to say dates. It was, yes, it was a date with two guys and, and this little boy that, that they would go to the park together and they did park dates, they did ice cream dates, they did all these things for this, this boy that, that, that is a part of this um, home with his mom. And what an incredible joy to see and to hear that report. Man, that gets me so excited. And I'm thankful to those guys. We watched as our Kids Zone um, stepped up. Mr. Bruce and Mr. Sean and Rachel and the team put together amazing Kids Zone videos and curriculum to make sure our kids were growing in the Word of God, growing in worship, growing in the kingdom of heaven. What a, what a joy. We watched people be healed physically emotionally, spiritually. We watch marriages touched by the presence of God and restored and healed that, that we're on the brink of disaster. What a joy to be able to do that together as a family. I hope you're not getting bored yet. These are just great highlights. We've watched the Love Pilsen. We just came out of our season of Christmas where we watched the, 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 the families get gifts and meals and Santa Claus showed up to their house, which is incredible, but they got to pray over those families, minister to them. We did Love Pilsen during the quarantine where we had over 50 plus families get meals uh, throughout that time. Rach and I's home, many of you don't know, this became almost like this food storage, this food bank. And me being my OCD self, I was a little bit um, begrudgingly allowing that to happen as we had food and boxes all in our home, but bless it be the name of the Lord 
Lord for Rachel. She, she encouraged me to go and deliver these meals one time to the families. My heart broke and I was so gracious, grateful that we could be able to do this. And so what an incredible thanks to our family to come alongside and bring meals together and, and to bring support. We also were able to support and continue to partner with Chicago City Life Center. Church, I wanna say this, between our Love Pilsen events, our Love Chicago events, the support to Pastor Charles and Kay and, and Chicago City Life Center, we have been able to give thousands upon thousands thousands of dollars away to church, to our church family in Inglewood, to our families in, in the Pilsen neighborhood and across the city. It's all big thanks to you and to your generous hearts and, and the spirit to, to give generously. We watched children be born this year. We watched marriages happen even through the midst of quarantine. Ultimately, we saw wholeness, more deeper wholeness that, that, that we couldn't have imagined in our house, in our family. I was ministering to a, an individual not too long ago and they said that they were being helped and working through a traumatic moment in their life and they said that they came to Oasis during this time and that the moment they came to Oasis, they said, quote, I found everything I needed to be healed through the house of God, through Oasis and through, through his word and his kindness. Praise God that as a family, we get to come together and see people healed and come to wholeness. We combined services with Bethel Temple, just a few more. Many of you don't know this. We as a church were able to, because of uh, the generosity of our house, be able to bring a few additional part-time staff members on to continue to carry the load and help us make sure that we're doing all this stuff. We wanna celebrate this together. This is God's great work through this. And, and, and there's so much more we could share, but I'm sure some of you are like, Pastor, we, we're with you, we got this. It's been a good year. I, I just wanna take a moment. And can wherever you're at, can you just thank God? Can you clap your hands? Can you just bless the name of Jesus? He is so good to us. He's been so kind to us. He's opened up doors. He's opened up ways to minister, to help, to bring provision to the family. It has been a good year. And so in that year of 2020, as we've discovered, as we discovered family and we grew together, COVID came and the impacts of all that we all know. But what it did for us as a church and as a pastoral team, what it did to, to me and to Rachel is it made us adjust. It made us have to adjust. It made us have to become agile and flexible. It made me, who's the planner and the deep thinker, have to go, man, maybe there's some things that God's up to that, that I never thought would be the case. It made me had to self-reflect and as a team self-reflect and say, man, what is God doing? And over the last couple months, over the last nine months, let me say, God has been speaking. God has been working. God and his great mercy has said to us in this year of 2021, in the years ahead, I have a new way for us. I have a new thing for us. I have a, I have a new way of going about being the church that I, I've called you to be. And so we, we, because of COVID and because of God's kindness and mercy through the Holy Spirit, there's been an acceleration that what we thought would happen in the years to come, God has allowed for it to happen now. And what that's happening is, is leading us into where we're going for this year, what we're gonna be doing, the shift that is happening in the house of Oasis Church Chicago. COVID has, in a sense, revealed to us where we were very strong, those highlighted moments, but also where we have some weak foundations if you heard last week's message. We, we've, we've, in a sense, seen where we've been weak, but, but also hopeful that God hasn't just exposed us the weaknesses to leave us, but to heal us ultimately. And so as we've seen these weaknesses in our foundations in the ways that we've done church, which I love that, done church, instead of being the church, We've said, God, help us, work in us. And I wanna say this before I go any further. What we're about to talk about, this is not just a small thing. We, in essence, are replanting our church. 
We are resetting our church. We're fundamentally changing how we do church as the body, not because it's some new hip, cool revelation from uh, that, that Oasis come up with, because we look at Acts chapter two and we've dissected it and we've discovered it and we've said, man, that's how they did it then. Why, why can't we do it now? It, it seems so radical, but it's actually original. It's the original plan of God. We're not just painting the walls of our house uh, called Oasis. We're, we're going through and we're checking where the foundations have been cracked and we're asking the Holy Spirit to seal them. We're building up the walls that have been torn down or haven't been built, built strong enough and we're rebuilding walls as a house. We're building this structure and the foundation through the power and the equipping of the Holy Spirit so that we can be strong this year, not only this year, but in the years to come. So let me bring this a little bit closer to home. As Rachel and I, over these last couple months, sat back and we, we asked God as COVID began to hit and things began to spiral out and we didn't know what to do. This was all, no one's ever been through this, through this pandemic. Uh, no one's ever gone through a pandemic carrying a church through it. This was all new for pastors across the board. Let me just say this, um, if you're watching this and you're from some other church, be gracious and kind to your pastors. Man, pastors have had to carry weights and loads that they never thought would be possible or ever have to uh, ever think possible. And so let's be gracious to our pastors and leaders across the nation and across the world. But Rachel and I sat back and we just began to say, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you, would you show us? Would you, would you show us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong? And, and I remember that we began to have grumblings in our spirit. We began to have these, these inklings in our spirit that the Lord was up to something and we would sit and we would pray and we would ask God to say, God, what, what are you doing? And as we began to pray that, God began to reveal our house, Oasis. I can only speak to our house. I'm only gonna be held accountable for this house. And he began to show us Things. He began to show us that, that we were seeing too much of things that were not right. I'm not here to say we were doing a bunch of terrible things. We just rejoiced and celebrated how God has done great things. But man, without, without seeing these things, we can't grow and we can't be who God's called us to be. And so we, we would talk and we would talk about how we were tired of, of seeing church uh, people getting stuck in the same things over and over and over again. We were, we were tired of hearing people tearing down one another, uh, people that were hurt, hurting other people in our body, because that, that happens. I'm not here to say the church is always going to be perfect, and we're not going to have that. That's not reality. But, but man, we were seeing it going, man, what are we doing wrong? What are we not doing right? Why are people hurting one another? Why are we hearing gossip and slander and divisive talk? And we're talking about family, but we're not seeing a, a, a proper family of God unfolding among us. We would see a lot of excitements for Sundays and even Wednesdays, but come Monday or, or Thursday, the lights kind of just go out on people. There, were, there was an emphasis on our part of the, the corporate gathering, the, the, the temple per se, but, but, but what was going on behind closed doors in regards to uh, our people, even our leaders, even, you know, even Rachel and I, this is, we're no, we're not immune to this. Like, like we were saying, man, like we're so consumed with what's happening in the corporate. We got to do this. We got to do that. We were seeing people not growing in the Lord, strengthened in the Lord, walking this thing out Monday through Saturday. We, we saw a desperate need for community, for, 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 for people to connect, but people not taking the next step to go deeper in that. We saw people, as we shared this word family, we would see people come in and give a good handshake, a good hug, a good hello, how are you? I'm doing great on a Sunday gathering, but leaving there hurt and broken and, and not sharing with what was actually going on. We saw people that would give the hug or the high five, and this isn't to condemn anybody. I'm, I'm a part of the, this quote unquote problem. 
We would see people leave from a Sunday gathering and walk out and forget anybody else that they just interacted with. We, we saw that, that, that family uh, would be talked about. We'd have great times in the presence of God, great times in our prayer gatherings, but going home and falling prey to the same habits and the same living and the same thinking, the same talking and the same doing, all those things that people would be doing outside of the corporate gatherings. And Rachel and I's heart, and I, I know, guys, this seems harsh, but I'm your, I, as your pastor, I gotta tell you this, like our hearts broke and continued to, would be continually broken over this, going, God, what is wrong? And for some of you, you're like, Pastor, we didn't see any of this. Praise God. But ultimately, like, God during this time unveiled and tore the veil off of our, our church, pulled the lid up and said, there are some foundational things in the house of Oasis that need to be, be sealed and helped and worked on and rebuilt. We saw serving being really strong, serve at the house of Oasis. But ultimately, we saw discipleship lacking. We saw people not being sharpened. As iron sharpens iron, so man does one man to another. Like we weren't seeing that happen as the way that God intended it to happen. We emphasize serving over healing. We emphasize serving over healing in this house. And as your pastor, I was speaking to some leaders and I got emotional when I shared this with them, but I, I, I do believe I need to say this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the call was to some to serve, to serve, to serve, and all along you're, you were broken, you were hurting, you were in pain, and we didn't pause, we didn't stop to recognize it because we just got caught up in the running and the gunning of church in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying it's all bad, but, but we, 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 we lost in essence some of the, the, the call that God had placed on our hearts when we launched this thing to begin with, which was to care for the hearts and the souls of people, to see people come into a uh, new life and to grow in new life, not to go back to old things and to old habits and to old ways of living, go back to the things of this world, but to walk out. And as your pastor, I want to say I'm sorry that I, it took a pandemic, it took COVID for us to recognize, man, there's some things in our house that need to be healed. And so we didn't know how to fix this thing as we began to pray and recognize all these things. This is the kindness of God and in his mercy. And, and we didn't know what would necessarily be the next steps, but we knew God was birthing something and we knew that God was speaking. We knew God was sharing. And, and I remember getting a phone call during the summer from one of our overseers, Pastor Morris Crawford, and I'll remember these words forever. He, he, he called and we were talking about all that was happening in the midst of the summer and everything that was going on. And he just said, JP, I want to speak a prophetic word over you and Rachel and over Oasis. He's, and he's not one, if you know him, he's not one to just say that flippantly. He, he was serious. The Holy Spirit was speaking to him. He said, if you don't change the direction of your church, of the house of Oasis now, you won't have the ability to change in a year. And what he was getting at is if you don't stop and really focus in and really dial in this, this, this beauty of discipleship and, and caring for souls, you won't have a church to care for in the years ahead. We've watched as churches have closed. We've watched as people have left the church more than ever before. We've watched as people have said, man, it hasn't worked for me. It didn't help me during the season. It didn't fix the problems that I faced in 2020. It didn't do all those things because the emphasis of the church was more on just hurrah, hurrah, serve, serve, serve. Do all these really good things. Show up to the corporate gathering and, and make sure you're here, which is not bad. But we were missing the heart of God, and that was what we see in Acts 2 to be the family together, to come in and to grow together, to disciple, be discipled by the Holy Spirit and by the word of God together. Not just coming and showing up and sitting in a seat and being a number, but coming in and being a part of the family. 
And so when that phone call hit to Rachel and I, we said, whoa, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta ask for kingdom vision. And in 2020, I believe we received perfect vision from the Lord. There's that little church joke, hurrah, hurrah. We received perfect, deep vision in 2020 for what we're going to do in 2021. And let me tell you this, church, I believe this isn't just for 2021, but this is for the rest uh, until God leads us in another direction. This is deeper vision for the years to come, for generation upon generation. We are gonna not only talk about family for this year and the years ahead, but we are gonna talk about wholeness as the family of God. That is the vision for this house, to be people that are whole, deep wholeness in the family of God. No longer satisfied with temporary moments. No longer satisfied with just hearing people say, man, I was wrecked in that Wednesday night prayer meeting. But being people that say, I live wrecked. I live just completely overwhelmed by the Spirit of God day in and day out, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. I don't want to be a church that just shows up really strong in the corporate gathering and has a great uh, time in the presence of God. I want us to be people that, that show up at the table. You're going to hear this language, temple and table, throughout the rest of our time as a way. Uh, I want to show up at the, at the table individually, one-on-one, but, but maybe in smaller groups through, through our community settings and, and growing together and, and sharpening one another and doing life together. This is the call. This is the time that the Holy Spirit has said to us, it's not just family, but it's wholeness as the family of God. And so as a church, we went to work. As a staff, let me say, as a pastoral team, we began to work. We began to put our, our, our pens to paper. We began to start typing out. We began to meet and process through this over the last couple months. And God has birthed in us a brand new vision and mission as a church. I told you guys, this is an introduction, so stay with us. But, but in this time of looking to seeing all that we were doing, where we have come from, God birthed in us by his kindness a new vision and mission that I wanna share with you. This is how we are going to be the people of Oasis Church Chicago. Some of you are like, I didn't even know you had a mission vision statement. Awesome, we got a brand new one that God has birthed in us today that we are gonna do everything through this lens. Everything we do as a people is gonna happen through this lens. And so it's gonna be up on the screen and you're gonna to continue to hear this throughout this month. God gave it to us and it was so kind for him to do this. It says this, we being the people of Oasis Church Chicago, our church, we are a community formed and shaped by the truth of Jesus and in his presence in and among us. As we practice the way of Jesus together, notice that word, together. This is a call for all of us, not just some of us, not just for the pastors, not just for the leaders. As we practice the way of Jesus together, we are called to be a wellspring of life amidst the desert of the city, an oasis, to be connected, and to connect others to the life-giving waters of God's holy presence. I want you to just focus on that for a second. I want you to just read that, get that in your spirit for, if you can for just a moment. This vision is, is not, this mission statement is not just for this upcoming year. This, like I said, is for, vi for vision and mission for, for years to come. This is for, for many, many years to come. And we believe that, that this mission, this vision is what we're called to do. We, in essence, are replanting the house of Oasis. I said it to my wife um, about a month ago. I said, I'm excited, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating, I'm joyful because we're replanting, I believe, a, a, a new work that God's doing in us. It's almost like we're starting church all over again. We're taking what God has done, 
what we've been, we've been in a smaller pot. Let's just say it that way, a gardening pot. We've been in a smaller pot and God is placing us in a larger pot and he's saying, man, your roots are gonna grow deeper. Your, your foundation is gonna be stronger and you're gonna be able to grow and birth something that this city has never seen before, that something that this city has never imagined, something you, JP, could never imagine for among the city. You are gonna see people that are desperately longing for God, longing for his presence, longing to be, to be people that are discipled and grow in the goodness of who he is. You are gonna see this not only for this generation, but for generations to come. We are gonna see people that are whole move about this city, not fragmented, not partially healed, but completely healed and whole in the goodness of our God. And so as this vision and mission statement carried us to be able to carry more weight, 2019, the word was weight, carry more weight into the city. That then transitioned us to, to look at this mission and vision and to say, okay, we want four pillars that we're gonna flow through everything. These four pillars are gonna be the thing that, that carry us. In order to, to have a house that is strong and connected to this vision and mission statement, we need pillars to, to make sure it stands up. That, that we are gonna be people that are formed and shaped by the truth of Jesus and his presence in and among us. And as we practice the way of Jesus together, we need these four pillars to help us do that. And these came right out of Acts chapter two and they are God's word, God's presence, God's family, and God's city. These in essence, if you wanna substitute the word, which we're not gonna keep it that way, but core values, these are our core values. Some of you have been through growth track. A lot of you have been through growth track. Some of you have been with us from the beginning. We used to teach every so often at the beginning of the year on our core, our core values. And, and some of you have never even heard our core values. They were statements and phrases that I believe God gave to us, gave to me in a little tiny apartment before we moved to Chicago that carried us and helped us. But we took those eight or nine core values and we said, man, we're gonna break it down and bring it into four pillars. God's word, God's presence, God's family, and God's city. These are our new foundation. These are the things that we're gonna build our house on. These are gonna hold us up. These are the convictions that we flow out of and everything we do will, will come from these things. This is super important. And over the next couple Sundays, over the month of January, we're gonna teach specifically on each one of these pillars, but I wanna give you insight real quick into what these pillars mean, what, what, what they're talking about, and then I wanna give you some, some things about what we're doing to, 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 to rebuild our foundation with what's ahead. So pillar one that we're gonna stand on as a church is God's word. We believe in the word of God. We believe that the word of God is, our, is everything we need. It is true. It, we stand on it. We don't change it. We don't take the things out that we don't like, the things we don't agree with. There's this new thought, a new way. I guess it's probably been happening forever, but more than ever, people are taking this thing and they're twisting it and they're maneuvering it to make sure it fits in their ways of living. No longer are we gonna be people that, that do that, but we are gonna stand on the word of God. The early church there in Acts 2, it says that the early Christians, both one, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to attending the temple where the word of God was taught. And so in this statement, we see that scriptures for the early church was, was everything they, that, that they followed. They devoted themselves to it. They showed up and they listened to the leaders, the apostles, teach the word of God. And so as we gather in the temple, corporate gatherings, as we gather at the table, we're gonna open the word of God together. We're gonna have our lives flow through the word of God. Whether you've been a Christian for one minute or for a hundred years, if anybody's watching this and you're a hundred years old and you've been saved that long, God bless you. But, but man, wherever you are at in that, we here at this house, we're gonna say, man, we are going to build 
our lives on the word of God. Have we done this over the past couple years? Yes. But I believe where God is leading us and directing us and taking us, he's given to give us more insight, more wisdom, more discernment, more devotion to the word of God. We're gonna teach our church how to read the word of God, uh, how, to, how to open up the Bible and understand what's happening. No longer is it good enough to just give you a feel-good message and walk out the door. Those will happen and those are needed to encourage us. But the word of God encourages us. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged swords. It pierces our hearts. It cuts us right straight to the core. It reveals to us who we are. It's the only book on my shelf that reads me. When I open this book up, it reads me. And as people here at Oasis, we're going to say one of our main pillars is following and abiding and living in the word of God. The second thing, the second pillar is God's presence. I love this. The presence of God is so good. I want to encourage you, church, if you don't get in the presence of God, man, do it. Enter in. Press in. We're gonna teach us how to do this, but, but the presence of God is what we wanna build our, our church and temple and table together. We wanna build this. We see that, that, that in, in Acts chapter two, that both awe came upon the believers. One, awe, meaning the presence of God made them go, what is happening? There was an awe from the Holy Spirit. And the second thing, we saw signs and wonders that were done through the apostles. That's God's presence. The Holy Spirit is God's presence that the apostles, they were able to work, they were able to move, they were able to go through these things. We see that God's presence was the beautiful reality that began to transform these early Christians. As they spent time with one another in the temple, they were transformed in God's presence. As they spent time with one another at the table in homes, they saw miracles and wonders and signs. God's presence in just one moment can change everything. I love that line of, of one of our, our songs here in this house, that in one moment, God's presence can change everything. And so we wanna say, people, it's not good enough to just have a party together, to have a gathering together. But what we wanna say, man, when we gather, even if we are having fun, if we're opening up the word, God's presence is gonna be the thing that we want. It's gonna be the thing that molds and shapes us. The third thing, the third pillar, is being God's family. So this word family continues into this year, but it continues into our years ahead as one of our main pillars. It says in verse 44 that all who believed were together. These early Christians met regularly together. They sat in the temple and at the table with one another. They, they, they shared what they had with one another. They gave with generosity. Generosity, our gift, was one of our old core values. This fits in right here. They, they, they made sure that nobody was in need. They, they, they opened up their homes together. They practiced uh, this way together. They did this thing together. It wasn't what the, that the apostles just did it or one guy did it or a family over here did it. Every single family, every single person lived as God's family together. They were the true family of God and they were our example for how we live today in this modern culture, in this culture that tells you to be an individual, to be, to be highly individualistic, to say do whatever feels good for you, to do whatever feels right for you, to make sure that you are your best self. The family of God never lived that way. They held each other up. They supported one another. They linked arms together. They, they, they said to one another, I'm sure, hey, hey, come on, this isn't how we live, this isn't how we act, this isn't how we do this because they were a family together. That's one of our pillars. And our fourth pillar, we believe God has called us to this city. God has called us to be our, our this family here in this city. And I believe God is going to call us to cities in the future. Come on, I'm speaking that of faith. I believe that, that God's going to call us to go to cities all across this nation, maybe this globe. And it says that the Lord added to their numbers daily and gave them favor with all people. 
I believe that where God's taking us to wholeness as the body of Christ, we are going to be people that people look in the city more than ever because we're going to be equipped. We're going to be discipled. We're going to grow together. And they're going to look and ask us more than ever. I've talked about this before, but I believe it more than ever. They're going to ask us what's in us. and We're going to be able to share with them the hope of Jesus, the power of Jesus. This was a missional community, Acts chapter 2. They were missional and going out and spreading the gospel. Church, I want to say this more than ever. It's getting darker and darker. I believe that we, because of uh, what I'm, I, we're, we're sensing and seeing, that we're closer. I don't know how far or how close we are to Jesus' return, but man, I believe we're closer than ever that he's going to come back. And I want him to come back. And I want the city of Chicago, I want him to look favor, favorably upon and see the masses of souls come to know him and say yes to him and not have to spend eternity separated from him. It's our call. It's a pillar that we believe that we are called to this city. No one else is coming. We are here. We are called by God to be here and we're going to see God do incredible things that the transformation that happens inside of us will lead us to be the people to see this city transformed. And so you're sitting there going, man, you just gave us a whole bunch of information, a whole bunch of knowledge. Pastor, thank you for, for sharing that, but what do we do? Where do we go from here? That's why I want to remind you, keep coming over these next couple of weeks. You're going to hear more in depth. But I want to just share some, some ways. I, I hate this word, but for the sake of it, some methods. Right, right. We got rid of our old methodology, but, but God has really and his kind has given us this new way through, through Acts 2 and through prophetic words over our house and um, leadership from our overseers and people that we trust and believe, mentors, from wisdom within our own teams, that he's given us a couple new ways to, to in a sense, turn this ship around, this, this warship in a canal, turn it and help us be the people that God's called us to be to wholeness. And, and so the first thing that I want to make a statement is this. We are concerned and care deeply for the wholeness of people. We at this house, we will have resourcing available more than ever before, not only in this house, but outside of this house where there are other people in this city that, that are believers following the ways of Jesus that can come alongside our people, help with, with trauma, help with marriages, help with individuals that, that need to seek out additional counseling and help, help with, 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 with working with different things that, that go on in people's lives. I, I'm, I'm humbled enough to say like, man, we don't have all the equipment, but there are people in the city that have equipment to help see our people come to wholeness. So we're going to have a resource center. It's going to be coming out here in the coming weeks and months ahead that you're going to be able to find. It's going to be an incredible way for you to make sure you have resourcing. Another way that we've said as a church that we're changing is no longer do we have what's called growth track. If you've come to our church, you heard about growth track. Find out who we are, find out who you are, and find out how you can serve. I don't know why I'm saying that voice in that manner. I guess I'm making fun of myself. Um, but no longer are we saying that's the track in which you come into this house. What we're saying is, is we want you to be formed and shaped by God, his presence, his word. And so we've changed that to be family formations. And family formation means that there are going to be um, some ways in which you come, and yes, you discover what the word of God says. You come and you receive videos and teachings on the word of God and then you sign up to show up to a house and you share a meal together. You break bread together. You, you ask questions together. You hear about what uh, could be your next steps here at Oasis. Some of you, uh, it's, it's, it's getting water baptized. Some of you, it's, it's entering into a season where you're engaged and you need premarital counseling. Some of you, it's getting that help from one of those resources that we have in our resource centers. But you're going to show up to a home, not into a classroom or, or anything, but you're going to show up to a home where there's going to be pastors 
and leaders there that want to walk you through a night that's going to be super special. It's, it's being the body, right? Coming together as the family. And so, so I want to say, like, no longer is the goal for, for, for us to push you into serving. Serving matters, and it's important. But it's a byproduct of your heart being healthy and whole. You serve because you know what Jesus has done for you. And we want to equip you to make sure you know what Jesus has done for you, not just through salvation, but the whole story of Scripture. One of the biggest ways, this is a massive way, and you're going to hear more about this, is our O groups. Okay, you've heard that word. You've heard it said from the stage. You've heard it declared. Get into your O groups. Show up to your O groups. And it's almost, in a sense, become like a, a, an offshoot, a branch, a, a, a ministry of Oasis. But, but, but if we're looking at what we're doing and where God's taking us, how we're going to become people that are formed and shaped by the presence of God, how do we go deeper? How do we sit at the table it happens, the vehicle in which we're going to be able to do all this, practicing the way of Jesus together, is through O-groups. O-groups are no longer a ministry of the church. O-groups are oasis. We've heard it said best that, that it means uh, what it means to be a part of oasis, this body, is that you have the corporate temple gatherings, but you have the table gatherings, the, the O-groups, and they're two pedals on a bike, and they pedal together. You can't have one without the other. You need both to be able to go to the way of which God has called us to go, to be people that are formed and shaped. So O groups are fundamentally different than what they were before. We're going to challenge you. We're going to encourage you strongly, if you call this place home, that you get into an O group. There will be more O groups launching, more locations launching, but things that we're saying, and no matter if we're in a pandemic, that you show up on Zoom, you get together, or you're able to go in person. You go and you be the family together. You share in communion together. You pray together. You open up the word together. You laugh together. You dance together. You worship together. You, you pray over your kids and your children together. You share your burdens together. Old groups are no longer just this thing where you come and you get more information, but there are times where you come and you're transformationally changed by the presence of God. See how these are all connecting. We are serious about this. Pastor Eric and Reuben and a team have come together and put a lot of work and effort into these things. And so no longer is it just growth track, you go and serve. We're saying as you come out of these family formation times and these gatherings, you get into an O group before you serve in this house. Not to say like, man, we're just creating barriers for people to serve. No, we're saying, man, we want to make sure that you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. That way you come in with excitement and joy to the corporate temple gatherings, but you know you've been built up in the, in the table, at the table with, with individuals. And so... This is the place where we're going to practice the way of Jesus together. So I'm almost done, church. I just have a few more. But, but man, how, how cool is it that when we talked last year about being a prophetic house, I'm going here, that we talk about this prophetic house, that we believe our house is called to be prophetic and, and, and flow in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit, his presence. What would it look like if you show up to your O group and you began to pray for for a few moments, you take communion together. And then the Lord, by his kindness through the Holy Spirit, begins to give words of encouragement to one another. And you begin to share words of knowledge and wisdom that you're hearing for one another. How cool would that be? And then you go as your old group, you go out into the streets, you go live out in the city, God's city, and you share words of life. And I'm getting fired up, and I'm here by myself with a couple of the guys. But man, this is what we're called to do. It's not good enough for us to just hear a message. I'm not satisfied with more messages. You have all the messages you need. Go to YouTube, Google any church. You can get a message faster than ever before. I want our church community to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. My messages are okay. 
But man, when we can say the Holy Spirit's gonna touch homes and touch marriages and touch lives through the power of gathering together at the temple and the table, man, we're gonna see people set on fire by the Holy Spirit. And so we're serious about O groups. They're important. We encourage you to show up and be a part of them. We'll be more, there'll be more information for that, but, but we looked at the church and we said, okay, well, we have these O groups. Uh, uh, we, have, we have prayer meeting. We have the temple gatherings. We, we have all this stuff. Let, let's make sure we're very intentional about, about making sure that people can get to O groups. And so what we've said is O groups are going to be the second and fourth uh, week of every month, second and fourth. And prayer, which we believe is important, will be the first and third Wednesday of every month. No longer will be prayer meetings happening uh, corporately at the temple together all month long. They'll be the first and third Wednesday of every month starting in February. Now, you know, many of you are sitting there like, man, I like prayer meeting. I love prayer meeting. It's a pillar of our church. We believe it. It's like important for the presence of God. But I looked at it this way. Those weeks where we're off of temple gatherings, prayer meeting physically together in this space, what would it look like if you showed up to your O group that week? And you guys spent 45 minutes in intercessory prayer, just pressing in for the city, pressing in for our people, pressing in for the needs and the bodies, having those needs sent to you that, that I read every single week off and you taking those and, and you just praying over them by name, by, by specific things and, and just asking the Holy Spirit, what could happen? What could happen that, uh, when you shared communion together there in those times? So, so yes, we're serious about this. We're serious about prayer and we're serious about O groups, but first and third will be prayer. Second and fourth will be O groups. And those off weeks will be flexible. And we have more creative ways to come alongside those. We're moving from information to transformation, living together. So in essence, for this year, what we're saying is discipleship is the essential part of this house. We want to see people become the people that God has called us to be. People that are whole. People that are healthy. People that are not finding themselves wandering off getting caught up, trapped. Will we be people that are perfect? Absolutely not. But man, I believe as a community that we form and shape in this way, we're gonna be closer to being able to be people that as God has called us to be and be able to see people no longer falling week in and week out. We're gonna to continue to be generous. We watched as generosity flowed through our church over these last years, but man, when you get the heart of God, when you grow in his word and in his presence, when you know what the family's about and you see how we can impact the city, no longer is it good enough for 10 to 15% of our church, which is the number, carrying the weight of generosity. But man, it'll be the entire body. We'll see spirit-led, spirit-filled people, presence carriers, people that are sold out to see this city change, no longer satisfied with just being where we've been or being the people where we're at today, but longing and desiring deeply for us to be people that love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, seeing wholeness mentally, emotionally, physically, and more importantly, spiritually among our people. So we've said as a church to close out this year, to close out this message, we're not even closing out this year, we just started. But to close out this time together, we're, we're taking what we believe God has said to us as saying, hey, JP, Oasis staff, Oasis pastors, leaders, everybody, we're no longer just gonna pour in time into the big gatherings and all those hooray things, which is awesome, but we're gonna leverage our focus and our energy into seeing people become disciples of Jesus Christ, practicing the way of Jesus together in the city abiding in him, living in his presence, walking in his presence, being who he's called us to be. 
And listen, this is a journey. This is gonna take some time and we're gonna, we're gonna get through this together. We're gonna walk through this together. And if you hear this and you might say, man, I don't understand this, I don't get this, or maybe, man, this isn't where I wanna be, that's okay, we wanna talk with you. We wanna come alongside you. We wanna, we wanna minister to you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, come back and, and, and listen. Know that we're in this together and God is gonna carry us together. This is not just some um, hope. This is, I believe, an anchor to which God has anchored Oasis Church Chicago in, and we're gonna see this happen. And so the next couple of weeks, we'll continue to talk about these pillars and what that means as we unfold in this, the, 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 of doing life together in our O groups at the temple and doing life together as a temple, being the people God's called us to be. And so I wanna see you come back. I wanna see you next week, Jan uh, January 10th, in person if you can, or joining with us on the live streams. And throughout this month, I believe God's gonna to continue to unfold this vision God has been so good to us already. Over these last four years, as I close this morning, over these last four years, man, Rachel and I could never imagine what God has done. We could never have imagined how he's worked, brought so many incredible people into our path and allowed us to, to grow this family together. But I believe where God's taken us over the next four, 14, 40 years is gonna be something that we never thought could be possible. But I believe as our obedience to the Father continues to happen, he is going to bless us, he's going to anoint us, and he's going to see us through these seasons ahead. So church, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for us that as we embark in the rest of this month, that the vision that God has placed on this house will be clear and that you and I will be able to receive it with open hearts, open hands, open minds to see God move in ways we never thought. So would you pray with me this morning? Father, we bless you, we thank you, and we love you. We thank you in your kindness and in your mercy. You continue to lead us the way that you would have us to go. Thank you, God, for revealing and exposing some of the foundations of this house, and Father, that you want to heal. And so, Father, we thank you, God, that you haven't left us where we belong. You haven't left us the same, but you're carrying us into a new season, new grace. You're replanting this house to take deeper roots, to grow stronger foundation, and to be the people you've called us to be, to be the family here in this city. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's true. Thank you for the example there in Acts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give us the courage and the strength to walk this thing out to not be satisfied with where we're at, but to be people that long and desire to abide, to, to abound in your presence all the days of our lives. So we thank you for this new year. God, no matter what happens in this year ahead, no matter what goes on in this world, Father, you won't be surprised. And, and we know, God, that you're gonna hold us in your hands. You're gonna equip us and guide us and protect us. So we thank you for that. Bless my brothers and sisters today. Watch over them and keep them. May your face shine upon them and may you bring them peace. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Church, we love you. We will see you next Sunday back here in person, Chicago Hope, 9 a.m. and 11 o'clock. We love you and we'll see you soon.